everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, now on iTunes and Spotify. And if you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review. Maybe uh, say a little something while you like the, the podcast. It's really helping out. We're getting some good traction. Uh, and we thank everybody that, uh, that listens to the show. Uh, today we're discussing bodybuilding with Coach Jim Steele. And for those of you that don't know it, Jim's a current competitive bodybuilder and a former competitive powerlifter. And he recently competed in an East Coast bodybuilding competition. From what I understand, he did pretty well. Uh, we also just published part one of his article, Competing in a Bodybuilding Show. You can find that if you go to the article section at ironcompany.com. Uh, so I figured it was kind of the perfect time to talk a little bit about bodybuilding. So uh, welcome, guys. we got a star of the show, Coach Jim Steele, the, the so bodybuilder. The bodybuilder so of the group. Excuse, excuse me, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> no, we got the, the, the we got the guru. Gallagher's here. Gallagher's here too, folks. The strength Thank master. You. Proceed. All right. So, um, so Jim, let's go back a little bit because I always like to get a little bit of history here. Um, when did you begin bodybuilding, and how did you originally get into it? Oh man, uh, I'm trying to remember the year, but I, I bought education. I, I saw Education of a Bodybuilder, Arnold's biography at uh, Crown Bookstore in College Park. Remember those, Marty? Crown Books. Yeah, I used to spend uh, yeah. many, many a day, many an afternoon. Yeah. Crown Books. And I bought it, and I couldn't believe like anybody could be that big and all that stuff. And and I was just like, you know. I, Read it from cover to cover to cover to cover over and over again, and just uh, how old? started studying it from there. And then how, how uh, old were you? How old were you? Man, that's I would say uh, eighth grade, eighth grade, and then uh, so that's a twelve-year-old. Yeah, twelve or thirteen, and then once once I got into uh, you know junior high school, which is seventh grade, that's when I I really started started lifting. And really started getting into it a lot and reading all the magazines and stuff. So I had an interest in it. Didn't know really what it was all about or how I found out more. And then I ran into a friend of mine at school and he was into it. And he uh, he, he brought me some magazines. And I remember it was Mentor was on a cover of Muscle Mag. Mentor. Doing like a kneeling cable crossover. And they had Rocky DeFerro in the who was Mr. International or whatever doing arms and like an old T-shirt and all. It was like him really working out. And I was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I started about that age, too, at 14. And, uh, you know, back when you and I were 14, we had to work hard to get all this information. We had to read a lot of magazines and books. We didn't have the Internet. So, like you say, and that was the uh, Arnold's uh, bodybuilding encyclopedia, No, it was a biography. Oh. Education of a bodybuilder. Maybe 80. Um, and he's on the cover on Muscle Rock, and his bicep is like, you know, he just looks crazy, man. I was just like, what the hell? It was really cool. But anyway, so we, yeah, you're right about the information because my dad would take me once a month to Dynamo Barbell in College Park, Maryland. Downstairs was a weight room. Upstairs was scuba diving stuff. And they had a little magazine section, and they would get Iron Man, Powerlifting USA, and Muscle Builder Power, which became Muscle Fitness. 
and I'd get, you know, I'd save my allowance up, and then I'd go and buy those magazines. And then memorize and them. Just read them and, you know, study the shit out. <clears throat> memorize them. Yeah, because you had nothing else. And we studied those routines. That's what the kids don't do now. Right. We we right. got into those routines. Yeah, and we, I tried everything. Deeply, and we tried them out, yeah. Yeah, did I did mentor stuff. I did Arnold stuff. I never did the three, you know, three body parts a week like Arnold, but... Uh, tried everything else and it was uh, and then Platts came along and man I was just like enamored with Tom Platts man and, and you know six feet because I always loved strength too and, is, he, and, is he ever ripped off at that Olympia do you remember the Olympia where he took yeah, third and they gave it they gave it to Franco and Franco looked like he'd been in a I don't know it was a, his legs looked like they had been in a burn accident or something yeah, well, he had broken, he had shattered his leg. Yeah, yeah, and it was just such an obvious fix. And Platts came out and he put his hands up in the cross like, I've been crucified. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody, he, he could have won it. Roy Counter could have won it. Danny Padilla could have won it. Well, then they gave, they, gave Zane, they gave Zane second. Well, he didn't compete in 81. Jim, was that? Well, who took second? Uh, Dickerson. Dickerson was always up there, man, the good guy, you know. Was, yeah, was that well, Platt's got Platt's got robbed, robbed that year for sure. Hey Jim, was, was that peak, that was his peak year? Was that when Colombo broke his leg? Uh, he was doing the the strongman uh, competition, yeah, right? He was refrigerator. A five hundred pound refrigerator on his back. Yeah, yeah. There's tape of that. I mean, he had no shot against those Bruce Wilhelm and those guys. Man, come on. Yeah, but that dude was pretty strong. I mean, he was strong. He, he was, was strong. real strong. There's a great deadlifting picture of him. I think he's got yeah, like I don't know, seven plates on each side or something. He's and he used to blow up those um, those water bottles too. Yeah. Yep. Continue. I mean, Continue. of course, Arnold was always like the man. Everybody, you know, I waited in line for Conan at the Beltway Plaza. Uh, you know, line was. You know, around the stores almost, you know, and it was an awful movie, but man, Arnold was in it. <laughs> I liked it too, but it could be better. But um, just seeing him, man, it was just like, oh, that's so cool. Because we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have any, there was no bodybuilding, no weightlifting, nothing, except nothing. sometimes on Wide World of Sports, you'd catch, you know, the Mr. Universe, you know, or you'd catch World's Strongest Man or a Powerlifting Meet or whatever, but it was few and far between. And you couldn't record anything. I didn't have a VCR. You know, I think the first time I saw a picture of Arnold was like back in like uh, 1980. He was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most perfectly developed man. And yeah. it, I looked at that picture and I thought, hey, how can anybody? You know, it's fascinating. You know, it's it's some kids it just strikes as really fascinating and you become obsessed with that. And you go, my yeah. God, I, I want to do that. Yeah, you know, people have asked me, why did you start doing that stuff where you picked on? And no, nah, I wasn't picked on. I just wanted like veins in my bite, you know, big biceps with that vein that goes down the edge of it. And I wanted big quads and traps. And I thought that was always really cool, man. Yeah. I never thought about competing or anything. I just, man, let's just get big and strong. Just wanted to become gargantuan. Yeah. And I thought everybody should want that. <laughs> I didn't understand why people wouldn't. I mean, I used to beg my friends, come on, man, come on, let's get a lift in. You know? plus, you, plus you got to stuff your face and sleep. Yeah. And, you know, nutrition was very um, Prim primitive. Or what to primitive. Eat. Primitive. Yeah. You just heard, oh, tuna. So you buy cans of tuna, eat out of a can. 
Fish, um, fish and water. Yeah, you just—I mean, that's what everybody did. Or, or if you were like Marty, we used to go through the lunch line about three or four times, right? Well, yeah. we were, I was on an eternal bulking. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I yeah, mean, I just wanted—I just wanted to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and because we were lean athletes. I mean, we were running, jumping, contact sports at a high level. I mean, you know, we were athletic, and the hard part for us was was gaining size. So you had to. So when somebody gave us permission to slam calories, oh man! Oh yeah, that, you know. Plus, as a as a kid, as a teenager, you're hungry all the time anyway. I mean, when I yeah. started when, when I started when I was 14, I was you know six foot tall and 140 pounds. Man, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of room to fill in there. So yeah, just eat constantly. Lots of milk. Lots of milk. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, and then a, ga- you know, a, ga- a gallon a day was entry level. Our leaders were drinking two gallons a day. Yeah, I really, you know, wish I had those mentors that you had, Marty. You know, I bet you, I, had, I bet you do. I had those guys. You know, I just had to do a lot of stuff on my own. Yeah, yeah, I was very lucky. Yeah, I mean, when I was in a basement, I didn't, have, I didn't join. You know, my dad, no way, my dad was going to pay for a gym membership for a fifteen, sixteen-year-old kids. So. We had base. I had friends with weights in their basement, and you know we would go and, and lift in the basement. Well, ultimately, that's what it comes to, anyway. Yeah. Ultimately, it's you and the barbell and what you do with it. And yeah, you, can right. read, you, you can read all the magazines. You can gaze at all the pictures. You can know all the stats, but at some point, if you don't turn the visualizations and the dreams into reality, you're just uh, you know you're like a voyeur. Yeah. I. Uh, right away that there was a group of guys that lifted in this in this basement and they were sort of serious but they weren't serious enough for me like they were satisfied with 225 on the bench for a set of five or something i was like i'm not doing that shit man we're doing four plates let's do four plates so i I, that's what my my heroes use four plates Mm. yeah And, and and I saw that and I was like, oh, well, that's the way they are as people, too. You know, they're not really pushing into anything in life. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of glad to be here. And so I, I was so type A, shut off. I would I'd just shut them off and I would go by myself. Once I realized they were sort of wussies, I would just go at night by myself or go, you know, right after school by myself. Because <laughs> I didn't want that energy. I didn't want that soft ass energy around me. <laughs> Where were you lifting by yourself? I, I know you lifted in the basement, but I thought that yeah, was Ricky, like your. My buddy Ricky. My buddy Ricky had weights in his basement. See, I didn't have two, three miles from my house. I'd hitchhike over there. Yeah, see, I didn't really have any guys. I lived on a a farm. I lived 15 feet from an alfalfa field. I built a bench press out of two by fours. I used an old billard barbell set. And I used to go in there. And the reason we talked about it before, I I got bullied in school because I was the new kid over there in your neck of the woods. And. and I said, you know what? I'll show those son of a bitches. I'm gonna. I lifted four hours a day, and I mean, like a madman. I was in there lifting four hours a day by myself, just yeah, sound, giving it hell. Like a, that sounds like overtraining. <clears throat> well, <laughs> you're exactly you're exactly right. But as we always talk about in the beginning, you make crazy gains no matter what you do. Yeah. Well, when I was 15, I had. 10 to 15 guys showing up at my house three times a week. There'd be so many guys there that they'd sit on picnic benches along the wall and watch, watch. We'd had two platforms going. You had wow. two, we had two 
you'd lay plywood sheet down on a yeah. concrete basement floor. <clears throat> oh, man, we were drinking wine. Oh, it was wild. And that was when you were really into Olympic weightlifting, right? That was the thing. That was the whole mm -hmm. thing. There was no powerlifting. Right. Powerlifting didn't become official until 1966, so it was bodybuilding. And for us, the bodybuilders that we looked up to were <clears throat> the big guys, Bill Pearl, Reg Park. We wanted the big power look. Yeah, Chuck Sykes, <clears throat> that kind of guy. Yeah, Chuck Sykes. Very, very, yeah, exactly. We, uh, Franco, arm, Franco, Franco, Franco. But, yeah, powerful. But Marty, I know I know how you feel about bodybuilding. I mean, it's not really your thing. But did you ever give it a thought, like way back then, before powerlifting and all that? Uh, no, no, that just wasn't your thing. <laughs> the problem no, is Marty no, it, it, for muscle, fitness, it, and flex, and he got to know the bodybuilders. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> there, there, and you I know what? There is some there is some truth to that, Jimmy. Yeah, and I do it sporadically. Like I'll get into something and then get into something else keep lifting and then okay i'm gonna compete so it's not like my subculture is not bodybuilding you know but that that subculture is uh, so narcissistic and it's so me 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 that if you get around they really talk about themselves all the time <laughs> I mean, well here's what i ate today i don't give a shit what you ate for breakfast see, see this is this is the difference jim you're an athlete who yeah. dabbles in bodybuilding right. they're bodybuilders who might occasionally dabble in athletics, you know, yeah. like if they want to get bigger. But, uh, and again, it's at the, you know, I, you know, I work for Muscle and Fitness as the training editor for, I had 83 feature length articles published for Muscle Fit, Muscle yeah. and Fitness Flex. And, and, uh, you know, my job was to interview all the top bodybuilders in the world on how they trained and how they ate. And there were certain commonalities, which Jim's going to explain to you when we get into the nuts and bolts. But there's strategies dependent upon what is the goal. What is the goal of the bodybuilder? Is it in the off season? Is he looking to add lean muscle mass? Is it pre-competition? Are we looking to get as lean as possible while retaining as much muscle mass as you know the hard-earned gym muscle mass, which is extremely difficult, right, Jim? When you're yeah. starving. Yeah, it's tough yeah. to hang on to your 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 muscle. Your muscles want to go soft. You want to go weak. Yeah, your body wants to shut down, and you're pushing it. Yeah, you're asking your body to do exactly what it doesn't want to do. So, can we maybe get into some of those nuts and bolts? Sure. That? Well, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. First of all, I want to find out, uh, Jim. When was your first show? When did you first compete? Okay, so it was uh, my senior year in high school. Um. <laughs> I had some football offers, but no full rides, and I got real pissed off. And I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna screw it. <laughs> I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show." And I went from 218 to 169 in like three and a half months, uh, dieting on skim milk and blueberries. Mm. And I don't know why oh I came up with that. But I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I had to lose a lot of weight. <laughs> so I heard from Mr. Teenage DC um, at third. Uh, I was 16 or 17. I entered. Mr. Teenage DC and finished second, and I said I'm never doing that again. <laughs> never, I, dude. I was 220 in like freaking you know a month. You know how, I, how tall are you? I'm back then. I was about five ten. I'm five nine now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So then I just you know, then I ended up football going to junior college and I did get a scholarship. Always lifted, but then I was really into football, so I would lose 
touch with like the bodybuilding world for a couple of years and I buy a magazine and all that. But, uh, oh, well, oh, also, also, what's the ultimate football player? You want, you want to be the right combination between size and power, but right. also leanness. Right. Right. Cause you need that endurance. Yeah. I mean, and, and the bodybuilders and Marty always says this, they know more about nutrition. They're the most, you know, knowledgeable people about diet in the world because yeah. what they eat they see right away what they eat they know right away if, if it affects their physique or not yeah. also i love now you know i don't uh, i think bodybuilding is probably the most healthiest uh life extension thing you can do on the face of the planet i mean you're you're incorporating progressive resistance training cardiovascular training yeah. and nutrition, right? Yeah. That's, you know, and we should all do that all the time. Just because you're strong externally in your muscles doesn't mean your guts are in shape. Right. Those systems all have to be worked. Bodybuilders were the first ones. And I tell you what, John Perilla, who we had on a, what, right. a month ago, John was the first guy to say, hey, you know what? <clears throat> you guys need to start doing cardio. Yeah. At the time, everybody was saying, no, you don't want to do that or tear your muscle down. That was the orthodox. Perillo fought against that. But uh, Jim, every if you're with him at any time, he gets up first thing in the morning, boom, off for an hour of cardio. For, yeah. And it's also a mental health thing, too. No question. That's, that's, that would be first and foremost. That, that sets, I can be all foggy and, man, it sucks. I got to do this today. I got to do that today. And uh, you know, what about this issue and that issue? And then I started riding that bike and, and after I'm done, I'm like, everything's in line in my head and yeah, yeah, nothing's yeah. a big deal. Everything's and, in line, nothing a big deal. It's amazing. And the fasted cardio is the ideal time to do the cardio because you're coming off the low glycogen from the sleep fast. Boom, hit a high intensity cardio session. You're immediately burning body fat. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, genius. So, so Jim, let's talk about the uh, the show that you just did. Now, the show that you actually just competed in, what two, three weeks ago, was um, the 2019 NPC East Coast Classic, which I think was the old Mister East Coast. They don't yeah. do the Mister stuff anymore, and it's over fifty, fifteen Ooh, over. But yeah. that's in that's NPC, buddy. That's yeah. I only do NPC. That's the that's that's the big leagues when it comes to amateur bodybuilding. Make no mistake about it. This ain't you know. This ain't the the, the bodybuilding competition that held at the local high school. No. Well, what is interesting is that you know, just sort of to get back into into the competing thing, I started training with my my wife, who was then my girlfriend, and she trained and did the body rock. Remember that in uh, George Mason, and this was 2001 or whatever. And I trained and I planned on doing it. And one day I was out walking my dog. And I was like, this is so freaking stupid. Why am I doing this? I want to be biggest, you know, hell. And I'm starving and, you know, and uh, so I didn't do it and I regretted it. And so that for like 10 years, every year I'd be like, you're a big, you know what, for not, for not completing that contest. That's why I ended up doing it. another one in 2012. Then I did, a, then I did two, two or three more after that. But that's why I got back into it. Cause I had that guilt of freaking quitting and it drove me nuts. Well, also at uh, your age, right, you want to have that ability to uh, completely, you know, renovate your physique, boom, yeah. you know, with, you know, you just enact the procedures and 
Uh, what? How long is your cycle? Twelve weeks, sixteen weeks? What's your ramp up? I, the the uh, shortest was seven and a half. Ooh, and that must have, that must 12. have been brutal, baby. Oh, dude, it was it was <laughs> uh, that was uh, uh, 2013 or 14. That's prisoner of war shit. Sir, <laughs> who has since passed, she was she had cancer, and she said, "Boy, uh, I'd like to see you on stage one time." Oh my god! So it was yeah. actually. Football season. I, uh, I, I, so I went up to the head coach and I said, I, I need this one Saturday off, yep. seven and a half weeks out. So I died in my usual, you know, beef and sweet potatoes for the first week. And I sent my pictures to Rich Sulky, who's my uh, lack of, I guess, my coach. Yeah, he's a guru. He's your bodybuilding guru. Yeah, and he is. And he's in, he's in D.C. and he knows everything. And, and we love Rich. He's like, oh, Jimmy, he's from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating too much. This is not good. This is, this is not good, Jimmy. No, I know. He goes, I'm going to do belt nap. How many weeks, Jimmy? Seven and a half. And it was a reference to Tim Belknap, who oh, won yeah. 81 America on Tuna and Water. Got to go full Tim Belknap, Jimmy. So Rich goes, I want you to have two, uh, what, three cans of tuna a day, a gallon of water, and cabbage. So. So I thought it meant the little tiny little cans. So I had to <laughs> I'm doing two, three hours of cardio. I'm living uh, and I'm on these. T- and I so eventually I was like, Rich, do you mean the little cans or the It didn't do much, but it gave me a little more uh, energy. You were eating you know? the little kid size cans? Yeah, not the little kids, but the next <laughs> with the pull top. No, but it was just not the big albacore. He wanted me to eat the big yeah. albacore ones, you know, twice as big as the little ones. Well, you, you, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, as I pointed out, if they force prisoners at Guantanamo to eat this diet, they'd have the jailers arrested for war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. When it gets down to that strict and that much suffering, no question. I, I call it concentration camp fitness. Well, and they would keep them docile, too. You know, my wife says this. <laughs> she loves when I train for a show. Because I don't give a shit about anything else. You're docile. And I sort of just sit around. When you're not training, when you're not eating, and when you're not doing cardio, you're trying to just lay there because your body doesn't want to do anything else. She goes, I like it because you just sort of sit there. You don't yell. You don't, yeah, you you're, don't tame. You're, you're tame. You're tame. Yeah. But wait a minute. Our dog. I, I get the tuna for the protein, but what was the cabbage for? Fiber. Was he messing with you? You got no. You got no. You need fiber, buddy. If, if, yeah. if you have protein, you need fiber. Yeah. Fiber has to rotor root out. That otherwise you develop too much bile, and it right. will melt your guts. Okay, I didn't know cabbage certain, had fiber. I. Uh, you didn't know cabbage had fiber. Yeah, I'm gonna start eating cabbage, cabbage now. What did you think it was? Uh, so I you buy heads of cabbage. Yep. Chop them up. Red cabbage. Red cabbage. And then put a little Splenda and cinnamon on it. Mm. And I like the crunch. And then, uh, you know, the funny thing is, I got so burned out, I don't even look at cabbage anymore, dude. I I switched to spinach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's how, I mean, if, if you want to lose the fat, it's brutal. 
And if you don't have a lot, I never gave myself a lot of time. You know, if you said to me, die for 20 weeks, I'd be like, how freaking boring is that? Dude? I know. I mean, come on, man. I got a life to live. I'd rather just push it really hard and, uh, 12 amount of time. Take the first four to kind of get into it. And then the next state to really get into it. Yeah. And I can still, you know, when I do the 12 weeks, so for this show, JP, um, by the way, how'd you do in this show? You didn't, you I didn't won, tell us. I've won my last two. I won the victory classic last year in Charlotte. And then I won uh, the East Coast this year. This year, so then I'm gonna do I'm gonna okay. do another one here in uh, eight weeks because I didn't like everything about how I looked last time, and so I want to I want to look better. What'd you weigh? I was around two hundred three, I think. Oh, that's that's that's, that's kind of that's kind of light, right? It's a, it's about where I was the year before. I just okay. didn't think my back came in like it should. Um, and a couple of my chest didn't come in like it should. Which so what does that mean? Doesn't come in like it should. Does that mean you got to get smaller? I you got to go down to one ninety six. No, I, mean, I, I no, I I think tighter. Uh, you got to get tighter. You got to get the got to get the water out from underneath the skin. Yes, but you know what's funny? I probably was really ready, but I didn't carve up enough because oh, well. two days after the show, oh. my chest was full, my back was defined. Yeah, because your muscles are pushing out. Right. Because they're so, swollen. And two days after the show, I was eating sushi, beer, drinking beer, doing all this, and I looked better than yeah. than I did the day of the show. So uh, it's sort of, and I talked to Rich, he's like, just fucking say, <laughs> he's like, here's what you got to do, Jimmy. We're going to starve, and then we're going to carve up and eat whatever yeah. we want for like a week. <laughs> this is the classic, this is the classic anabolic burst. Yeah. And if you handle it right, you can come in. I mean, you just get so tight and so lean, like when you were at your 203. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and your body literally forgets how to process bad stuff. Mm -hmm. So any calories that you ingest for a very short period, it just converts into muscle. Now, at what they call spillover occurs right. is when the body relearns how to recreate body fat, but there's this yeah, magic, there's this magical short period where you're so starved down yeah. that you can take in almost any Anything. carb, calorie, beer, pizza, ice cream, cake, whatever. It doesn't matter, but you've got to stop it at spillover, right? right. And, and if you fine. do that, you get gigantic, right? You right. just like I'm Whoa. super paranoid about spilling over. I know. Yeah, so once your glycogen is all stored, you yeah. eat a little more than that, and now you're just over, and you look, you look smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a matter of bites. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I ate, you know, it's, it's, it's a very finite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jim, like for the last show, the NPC show that you just won, and congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Um before you even start that 12-week cycle, I mean, how far in advance of that do you start planning? Is all this going through <laughs> your head? Um, well, I, I don't plan How shit. do you do it? Be shit. honest. Be honest. I wake, up, I wake up in the morning, and I probably drank like 15 beers the night before, and I'm mad at myself. I feel like crap. I look in the mirror, and I go, you look like crap. And then I say, all right, I'm going online. I find a contest, and I train for it. Yep. That's, that's really it. And yep. then I'll go. I'll go to the Whole Foods, buy a bunch of you know meat and, and fish, and uh, sweet potatoes, and I start like the next day or, or that day, either one. 
All right, the, so difference, the difference is that he's able to adhere, get those initial gains and develop momentum. So yeah. take us... Take us through the different stages of this, the, okay. the, the diet and the cardio. So from 12 weeks out, okay, the next day you start. You said you had some beers the day before, but then you decide to do it. You start. Yeah. You go get your – so take it from there and show us how the I stages start work. I start on about two, two and a half pounds of ground beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, – Spread over how many meals? It's usually three or four. It's probably four. It's four. And then uh, I'll have – one medium sweet potato with each of those meals and i can eat any vegetables as much vegetables as i want i just usually don't choose to do it until it gets you know closer to the show because that's when i'm anything tastes good you know and everything's Uh, and everything's dry oh yeah man it's i use seasoned salt so you know rich is real big on on uh don't cut any salt out until it's time to you know so i i salt everything and plus i sweat so freaking much that i need it you know, salt, so salt makes food taste good. Yeah, and I put season salt and I put MCT oil on mm. on it on it, and uh, you know I just I just make wake up in the morning. I cook all my food. I don't do like a lot of stuff the night before, and I don't use Tupperware and all that. I just can't. I don't like a lot of that stuff. Like a guy carries a gallon of water around. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, so the two and a half pounds. The two and a half pounds of, of you said two and a half pounds a day, right? Yeah. Ground beef. So, how do you calculate that? Are you are you trying to hit the the gram per pound of body weight, or how are you doing it? No, I don't even I don't even think about it. Um, I think I just done it for so long. I sort of know what that gives me that two and a half pounds. Um, and if I feel like I didn't get enough protein in, then I'll add shakes or whatever. But uh, I use you know I just done it for so long that a lot of this stuff is just by instinct. Now, five weeks out though, I start really getting a handle on the total calories. Let's 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 okay. stop just for a minute there because I don't want to I don't want to okay. jump over the previous okay. nine weeks. Yeah. So just to enlighten folks is he's eating seventeen and a half pounds a week <laughs> of ground beef. Right? With yeah. not no Seasoning. Uh, what's your percentage of gram? Are you, uh, are you going ninety, ten, or eighty, twenty, or what? It's eighty. It's eighty-five grass-fed, and I okay. squeeze okay. it up. So you're eating near twenty pounds of this a week, basically nothing else. Right. Oh no, nothing else. Sweet potatoes. Right. Uh, six. So uh, four sweet potatoes a day, and cabbage just to keep everything moving and just to, mm-hmm. to give it some holistic balance. So now you stay grooved in in this. What do you? How do you change your lifting? I mean, you're a power guy normally. What, do you immediately go into high volume, moderate intensity bodybuilding shit? I mean, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. So, um, and I've been doing this for a few years. Um, I, I do one body part a day, except for arms. I get back and bicep, uh, bicep and tricep together. Usually on mon- uh, Monday, I go or Sunday, I go in and do my legs. Um, and I just sort of hit on, I, I do two things. I either do around 15 sets of body parts and that is every sets, every sets to failure, positive failure, which means yeah. to me, yeah. you can't do another rep. Can't do another rep. In good form, but it's not negatives and, and all the, and force Jimmy, reps and all that. Stuff. Jimmy, would that be 15 sets for thighs, hams and calves, yeah, so, total, total 45? Yeah. So, so now, so I would do leg extension, then leg curls both five sets of 12 to 20 and then okay, five squat. sets of okay so 
So five sets of thighs, five sets of calves, five sets of hamstrings. So really, I guess it's 10 sets of quads. You know, overall, I always think of the squatting motion as your whole leg. And then I do two isolation movements, which is leg extension, leg curl. And, you know, the funny thing is I was always... Any calves? Yeah, I do calves with uh, arms on Friday usually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that on on day one. And so I usually, the the two ways of training I do is I'll do a Yates thing, which is around eight sets of body part, which is now on that, I have really emphasized the negative. I'll do some force reps. I'll do partials. Yeah. And then I full range of motion. And I go back and forth with that and the 15 sets. It really just depends on my mood. I don't say, okay, I'm going to cycle three weeks of this training and three weeks of that training. I'm going to because you got to get through it. So you'll still do 15 sets of biceps, even for a smaller, uh, or 15 sets for uh, sorry, 15 sets for biceps. Yeah, everything's 15 except biceps and triceps get 10 a piece. Yeah, because really, man, I'm doing so many pulling movements on my back day too. I'm hitting my biceps hard. Um, and then on triceps, all your presses are working. You could probably get away without really doing a lot of biceps and triceps, but mentally, I can't do that. You know, I can't say, oh, I'm only going to do five sets. It, yeah, because for those, you're just kind of finishing them after your back or your chest. You know, you just... Not, no, not not really. I mean, yeah, it gets it on. It gets it on. No, you you can you can knock the shit out of your arms if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so then if I do the, my legs on Sunday, I take Monday off. I've always liked a right, day off after right, legs. Right, 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 smart. Body shot. Smart. Um, if you do it right. On that day off, that's when I'll add another half hour of cardio usually. So I usually start off at like 45 and 45 uh, on the bike or maybe 30, 30, 30, something like that. Um, and I always say, tell myself, Jim, you're not going to do over an hour and a half this, this cycle. You're not going to do it. And then by the end of, you know, I get up to three hours and, and stuff towards the end because, <laughs> yeah, you know, just because psychologically everything, right? So, so you, you just don't want to, you know, I always say, well, what's another need, half hour, man? I, I need to do more. I need to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think that's a mistake. It's just that you get so far into it. Well, that's the way we are. That's the way we are. Yeah. If you had, if you had Charles Glass like Flex Wheeler used to have managing you, then he'd tell you. But you don't. You're self, you're self motivated. So, but again, it's true. True alphas always uh, err on the side of overdoing. Yeah. So I'll do uh, that day two, which will be Tuesday. I'll do, I'll do my chest stuff. Same kind of thing. It's you know, it's fifteen sets or it's the Yates style. What, you, what, what kind of what kind of movement you using for chest? Yeah, I usually do dumbbell bench. Nice. A lot of a lot of dumbbell benches. Um, I do some incline flies, flat flies, pec deck. Um, Be careful I, of the incline fly. It's cursed. What's that? The incline fly. Yeah. Is cursed. That's how Menser ended his career with a super heavy incline fly. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm using like I don't know nineties or something, right? Yeah. And one got away from. Him. So anyway, continue. Um, and yeah, you know, there's a couple bench press machines I really like. I like the mm-hmm. hammer stuff also. Um, I've had some pec, not tears, but slight tears, I guess. And so I just got to be careful with the range of motion. So it's probably better for me with fly. I don't do anything with those super stretches, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you'll see people do flies with their arms are touching the ground. It's like, you know, you're ready to tear a pack like that. Um, what's you know, your so rep range? 
What's your rep range, by the way? I would say 12 to 20. Yo. 12 to 20. <laughs> yeah, 12 to 20. So when that's I do some, hacks... That's it, some burning shit when you're doing multiple sets of 12 to... It's one oh, thing yeah. to have a top set of 12 to 20. <clears throat> yeah. But when I all your know. sets are 12 to 20, oh my God, you must be on fire. Yeah, I, I stagger. Yeah, you stagger. <laughs> you doing uh, You doing any stretching in between sets? Hell no. I hate stretching. <laughs> I like stretching. Now, I, like yesterday, I just went over rows, and between sets, I grabbed onto the power rack. But it's just to kill time, man. Yeah. Like, and I understand the force stretching, and I think it probably has some application. I'm just not going to do anything that's boring to me. I, it's just boring, yeah. you know. You know, um, the best thing to do between sets is the opposite muscle. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's a push-pull or whatever, you know what I mean? The best thing to do is just keep, hey, uh, just push now, let's pull something. That's that's what I do with calves. So I, I have to do like 10 sets of calves. So uh-huh. I'll do my, you know, curls and then do a set of calves. I'll do uh-huh. breacher curls, go do a set of calves. I'll do hammer curls, you know. Classic then, Arnold. Yeah, and pretty soon you're done with calves. You don't even know it. You're, you know, you're not, you don't have to sit there for 10 sets, you know. Schwarzenegger, um, back when his calves were lagging, would do what he called staggered sets, whereas between every exercise of a workout, he would have a preset on the standing calf raise and walk over and do a set of calves. Yeah. And his workouts took forever. So he might lump in, oh, I don't know, what, 40 sets of calves? Jesus. Yeah. But again, he was, you know, he had a full time job training at the gym twice a day. Yeah. So, right. I mean, that's, that's the staggered set kind of approach, right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'll do chest, and then the next day I'll do back. Same kind of stuff. I usually, uh, you know, I always include a lot of rowing motions in there. Um, like, um, you know, I do a lot of support rows where I'm lying on an incline bench with a dumbbell in each hand. Uh, I do a lot of one-arm rows, which I think are the fantastic. Um, if my back, which I've had surgery on, feels great, I'll do bent over rows. Bent over rows are, besides deadlift, probably my favorite exercise. Um, still, and, still with the 12 to 20 reps? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I have a wide header. So, so just for example, like yesterday, I did 15 sets of bent over rows. I did a couple uh, sets. 15 sets of how many reps? I only did sixes. I only okay. did sixes yesterday because I wanted to go a little heavier. Um, static, static poundage? How did you, did you keep moving? I mean, when I did you hit? I started off 185, and, but when I got, and I added 10 pounds a set, so I got to 225. So I guess ended up doing 11 sets around with 225. The first four were like build up sets, but I still feel them, man. I'm I really squeeze everything and contract and all that. Are you are you having that's, to reduce that's, that's the Sergio Leva stuff? Yeah, right, yeah. Marty. That's, that's right. the way he would train. Are you having to reduce the weight through there? It, it, because, for example, if I start at a weight where I'm getting twelve or twenty, and I go to failure on the first one. You know, it seems like each set, because I've gone to failure, I'm starting to yeah. fatigue, and I lose a, a a rep or two on each one. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, you're right, and that's what I do. So it'll get like if the first set I do 20 reps, the second set's 15. Not on purpose. It's just I'm going to failure. Then right. and the third set's probably 12. And yeah, sometimes it's six good reps and six partials or something. You know. Right. Yeah. And, that's and what you end up you, with. Also, yeah. you modulate a little bit. You don't. I mean, if you're shooting for a 12 rep set, you don't, and you want to do whatever, multiple sets, five sets, 12 sets, whatever, you don't grab your maximum weight for that rep range. You pick a, a weight a little bit below. Right. 
And then we're going to stay constant and static with that. But it's right. not your all-time best. Your no, all-time best, you're going to make that once, and then you're going to drop 50%. No, yeah. you, you hit a little below your best or a good bit below your best, and you groove in. And what what degradates is your technique. On the first sets with submaximal weight, your technique is perfect. Oh my God, I'm rowing so good. Uh, wait till what the eighth set, the tenth set. How many did you do? Fifteen. Fifteen sets. Yeah. Oh, I love that. How long yeah. did it take? How long did it take? Twenty minutes. Twenty. Nice. nice. Twenty yeah. minutes. Great. Twenty minutes. Really sweating, and I was really had a great back pump and. Yeah, I, I walk past the people who are just, just you know, opening up their gym bag because they wow. wanted to talk about what they did last night. And, you know, I don't talk at all. I mean, I don't, I don't minutes. Oh, that How many awful. selfies did you take? Zero. <laughs> Zero? Well, that's how you got done in 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't I don't. I, yeah, man. You know what, though? Oh, you're inspiring me, man. I want to go out to the kitchen. I want to go out to the garage now <laughs> and do 15 sets of rows in, yeah. and six sixes, right? Take the microphone out there. Go do it. I, you know, I, I, God damn it, I'd be about to. Will the wire go that far? <laughs> Stacy was here. She'd help me. Anyway, go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, so, the work I've week. done the same thing. You know, my first couple shows, I did no hamstring work. All I did was squat. I, I would do 15 sets of squats. Um, safety squats. What do you want? You know, just because I really like that. I really like, like, and I did a bunch of these workouts with Chuck Miller where I'd go, Chuck will go. I'd go, you know, we just go back and forth and back and forth and back yeah. and, and, you know, 15 sets of six, baby. Chuck's, go for it. Chuck's game. Chuck was my training partner for 10 yeah, years. I'm working hard. And, you know, the only thing is, is I wanted my hamstrings to come up. So I said, okay, this time I'm going to actually do some hamstrings. And I, I actually do think it helped. Um, and I did a lot of seated leg curls, which I've really come to enjoy. Have you uh, yeah. mastered the stiff leg deadlift uh, that stresses just the hamstrings? Yeah, the Romanian deadlift. It, it's I really rough. Kind of, kind of, kind of. It's even a lighter version of that. Yeah. It's all hamstring. And if you hit it right, it is the best hamstring exercise. It yeah. blows seated or lying leg curls into the weeds. Yeah, no, I but agree. It just depends how my low back is feeling. If it's feeling a little weird, I'm just like, I'm just going to stick with the leg curls. Um, I like to do that with dumbbells, you know, Marty, the, those uh, yes. that hamstring stuff. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Or standing on a plate or a box for a little yeah. extra stretch. Yeah. So I'll do the, you know, the back, and then uh, the next day is, uh, where am I now, shoulders. Uh, I do tons of lateral raises, man. I, I, I have, oh, you love that damn thing. Started, <laughs> I started doing presses again. Uh, my elbow was a little messed up for a while, but I, I do I do presses, I do dumbbell presses, I do machine presses. But usually I start with laterals, um, and then it's just like when you do leg extensions before squats, you pre-exhaust. But I'm really doing it just to really get my knees warm because hack squats without a, a really good warm up with leg extensions, you know, feels like your knees are going to fall off. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up to the laterals. Okay, sorry. Uh, what's your technique? Oh man, it's super strict, dude. I. 30s. I use 30s. I'm like using 30s and 35s. We, uh, we got a picture uh-huh. of Jim. We got a picture of Jim doing that on the website on the article. We yeah. just, if you want to see what Jim Steele looks like. Yeah. So oh, I, oh, I, I'd love to see Jim do a pair of 30s as opposed to a. He, he is in the picture. He's using 30s. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Yeah, I'm super strict. Slow lowering. Um, I, How I high? Slightly. Uh, just parallel. Just parallel. parallel. Do you hold them at the top? 
No, I don't hold them, but I do lower them slowly, and I don't, um, you know, rest at the bottom, you know, on all that stuff. As soon as I get down, I almost touch them and go back again. You know, I just want to keep that tension the whole time. Um, uh, bent elbow, slightly bent. Yeah, slightly uh, and, bent. and you're you're feeling the delt as you yeah. raise, right? That's the whole game. That that mind muscle connection. Where you're not yeah. lifting it with your arms. You're lifting it with no the caps of the delt. Yeah. So. Two things really changed my training around is I, I was doing a show and I called Marty and I said, you know, I'm doing these squats. I think I was squatting in the 400s, uh, you know, for a show or whatever. And I said, but, you know, I don't think my legs are growing or I don't really feel it. He, I said, what if I put 225 on? He said, if you feel it and you think it's growing and you can control it, slow negative and all that. Yeah. Who gives a shit about the weight? And yeah. I started thinking about that and I actually dropped the weight and things started to grow more. And well, that's, that what happened, that, that's what happened to Dorian after his injury. He had a severe injury, which forced him to start using a slowed rep motion. Right. And because of that slowed rep motion, that's when he, you know, there were some other things going on at the same time, but uh, that's that's when he ex, ex, just exponentially exploded. And, yeah, improved. You know, a 226-pound two, Olympia winner to 265 and what a year yeah and freaked everybody out but it was he went to that slowed rep speed which is yeah. just so fabulous for building muscle yeah i mean i you know more, oh the other thing that really helped there's a there's a bodybuilder ben, ben pakulski who has a program called mi40 and uh i don't like do his program but his exercise he has videos where he where he's like uh, stop being married to certain exercises some people are meant to squat. Some people are not meant. You still can do a squatting motion and maybe a safety squat, a front squat, whatever, you know, right. depending on your build. But he's big on you take the insertion and bring it to the origin. That's yeah. it. So what exercise you pick is the one that's best for your body, but that can most effectively bring that insertion to the origin. Um, you know, so, now, that, he, so another is he saying full range of motion? Full range of motion, yeah. Full I mean, range of motion. Yeah. Yeah, full range. Of, I mean, he still do some partials at the end and stuff, but yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, partials. That, I mean, all that's all yeah. all variations of yeah. full, or uh, you know, that's yeah, great. But we we need to master full. Everything's based on full. Yeah, it took me a while just to to stop worrying about the weight. I don't give a crap about the weight, and it's actually decent weight. You know, like I'll do uh, you know my one arm rows or, or hundreds for twenties and stuff like that, but. I, you know, you know, you know what I told Jim over the phone. I said, Jim, no one cares. No one's watching. That's right. That's right. But you, you know, when you've competed in powerlifting and stuff, you, you want to be stay strong with that stuff. You just have to sort of switch that mindset and say, so that was then, and this is what I'm doing now, and this is most effective for that. I mean, you know, and when I talk to Marty about this all the time about that, that's my form of meditation. But if I'm doing like preacher curls or something, I got my eyes closed most of the time. Yeah, man. Exactly. Um, I'm so trying to get deep to that. Jim, when you're when you're slowing these exercise reps down quite a bit, I mean, are you taking the explosion? It's like say on a squat, are you taking the explosion out of the bottom as well? Yeah, coming uh, up. Know, and, do you pause yeah, and then come up nice that's and slow? A bad example, because my hacks, I just go, man. I just, just I don't do any any. But on the, all the other exercises, um, yeah, I pause at the bottom of everything. So if I'm doing a you know picture a standing dumbbell curl where everybody sort of shortens it at the bottom. I mean, I'm stretching at the bottom, you know, and I'm, I'm pausing yeah. and then I, 
burying it well, up, squeeze, not, not going all the way to the top, keeping that tension on there. I mean, when you, uh, you know, when you guys talk about this all the time and have the guys do it and everything, um, but when you slow everything down, you lighten that weight up, boy, you could really feel it. And you bottom out in a squat pause and then come up slow. You can just feel every little muscle fiber firing. And what I like about this whole thing, like Marty says, when you give them back the explosion, they become, now they're, they're stronger from working out like this for uh, a little while, they come back and 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 uh, squat how they they normally do, and they're they're stronger because they slowed it down for a while. They switched it up. But what I like about explosions easy. Yeah, that's grind, that's grind. Grind is grind hard. is tough. Yeah. But what I like about the grind, and especially as we all get older and, and age, and we think about more about longevity, is it so. it. It uh, yeah, it helps preserve your joints, and you um, you minimize the risk of injury, and so I you know intensity enhancers. I mean, it's that's right, stuff. intense part. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you and know, full, full range of motion. I tell you what, and when you go back, when you master full range of motion movements, especially if if you recognize that there are three distinct rep, rep speeds, you can either go purposely slow, normal. Or purposely fast, aka explosive. <clears throat> so between full range of motion and then alternating between those rep speeds and using the primal five movements, squat, bench, dead, overhead press, to that gym, I would add power clean. Mm-hmm. And arms, right? But the arms are like one level down in the, the hierarchy. I think there are five lifts that are above all others, and I think those are the five. And that's where we spend the most of our training time, right? Yeah. Uh, and even when you're bodybuilding, I think what you're saying is that you're using the classical free weight movements. You're opening your menu for bodybuilding, doing right. more movements, but we're, you're you're lessening the poundage. It's it, in bodybuilding. It's more about feel, right? Yeah. Mind, mind muscle connection. Who cares what the weight is? I'm going to get into my own inner space here because a session takes well well you 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 finish out you tell you tell us okay. I don't want to put words in yeah, so just uh, back to shoulders so i'll do the laterals i'll do some presses i always do my rear delts which you know rear raises um i put my head like i incline the bench and then walk around to the back of the bench put my head on the bench so i can't cheat mm-hmm. and do the rear raises um because any, any any erectors any like prone hypers no, they screw my back up bad. Uh, okay. So the bent over rows yesterday, I'm figuring I got some low back out of that, you know, and the rectors mm-hmm. out of that. Um, Plus, it's a strong point of yours anyway from your 700-pound deadlifts. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Um, and all those years of bent over rows and stuff. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so then I do my traps. Um, so I blew a disc in my neck last summer, so standing shrugs really bothered me. So I actually do them where... Same way I do the rear delts. I put my head on the incline bench and shrug from there and shrug back. Right. And, um, and, 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 and engage the traps. Yeah. Or I do it on a cable row machine mm-hmm. and I don't bend my elbows. I yep. just bring my traps back. And I can mm-hmm. you feel that right when you do it. But anyway, so. And it's pure trap. Yeah. We'll finish out with that. That's fifteen around 15 sets. The next oh. day, I'll do arm stuff. I'll do a. Uh, Preacher curls. I love preacher curls. Um, 
then I do some really strict either seated or standing dumbbell curls and I'm only using 30 pounds on that. Right, right. Um, and then I do my triceps, which I love dips. Um, so I do a lot of dips. How deep? Upper arm is right, is right below parallel. Okay. Right. Um, Same as our squat. We think it, uh, yeah. uh, in fact, I read an article on it, right? Uh, dips or squats for the upper body. The upper yeah. body. Right. Yeah. It's the same um, thing. They're powerful movement. They if you tie can, in if you, everything, you know, they tie in shoulder pec. But if you're, if you're, if people, if you're doing dips or you take up dips, it's all about the lockout. Yeah. Right. Everybody does what in dips they do what they call a soft lockout. They kind of push up to the top and then they fall back down. And it's no, it's the hard lockout at the top. That's where all the tricep contraction. Yeah. Is. Every rep has to be locked out at the top. Yeah. But I'll do the dips. I do push downs. I do those so strict. Like uh, you know, I'm using old lady weights on that. I I pinch my scapula together, take the shoulder out of it. Mm-hmm. I stand yeah. totally straight. Make it as hard as possible. And I have the rope, and so I stretch that oh, little bit at the rope. top, and then I come all the way outside my thighs with the rope and pause there also, then all the way back up again. So it's uh, That's I mean right. I. You know, I try to squeeze my triceps off at the bottom. Um, and then sometimes I'll do like a standing dumbbell extension, you know, with two arms. Um, I like that. that single, single single dumbbell overhead, right? Standing. Yeah. I love I that. One arm great great stretch at the bottom. That is a great tricep. It's hard to stretch the triceps. You can yeah. do it in dips. You can do it in the overhead single dumbbell tricep extension. Yeah. I really like those. So, you know, um, and then, you know, the calves are in between sets. I always have in my mind I have to do 150 reps of calves. I have no idea where that came from, Ooh. but usually my sets will, will equal somewhere there or maybe just a little more. 10 uh, sets of 15 or 15 sets of 10. Something like that. I've done five sets of 30. I've done you know, all that stuff before. Um, now, are you, really doing, like are you doing, um, when you do your calves, are you, are you going on the ball of the foot, the outside of the foot, the ball middle of the foot, foot all, all of them? What, how does that work? Yeah, I think about rolling up on that big toe and really contracting at the top, and then which I theoretically stretch. contracts the inner and, and I can. pause every single rep at the bottom. I mean, stretch. I pause and stretch and stretch and pause and then up, and so once again that weight because I'm doing that is not is not heavy and I don't care. You know? What's your uh, uh, what What's your calf machine of choice? Donkeys are my favorite. Yeah, donkeys. I remember Mac where Marty and Kirk and everybody used to train had a donkey yeah. calf machine, a stack of... Oh, I thought you wanted people sitting on you. I do. But if I had to <laughs> I would do that. Um, I think they're the best. I've been doing standard, standing calves now because I don't have a donkey and I don't have a partner. But uh, um, I would say donkeys are the best and then standing calves would be second. And I do a lot of standing calves. You, you know what I've always really enjoyed is doing... Now, you have to have the right leg press machine with the right platform, but uh, I like doing them on that, that leg press. You put your feet all the way down at the bottom, and you get a good stretch. And you have and, to be careful that you don't bend your knees too much, because then you're going to... It seems like you work the lower part of the calf more. You so work your soleus more. Yeah, yeah, you work your soleus more, so you, you straighten the, the legs out a little bit. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I do three sets total. Anytime I do calves, I do three sets total. I do uh, with the feet straight, and then with the feet in, and then with the feet out. And I hit all three areas, and boom, I'm done. Yeah. Just set that safety catcher thing up way high when you're doing calf raises on the leg press. I love that. Leg press calf raises, I think they're great. 
yeah. just make sure that you set the catcher up high because because I've I've seen it get away from calf yeah. raisers and that's ugly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's sort of the week of training. Um, and as far as the cardio goes, like I said, I <clears throat> try to keep it around an hour and a half, but it gets it gets higher as I as I get closer. So the fifth week, five weeks out to me is sort of like this. Yeah, measuring, measuring yeah. stick where so so usually I'll have a cheat day on Fridays or cheat meal and a dessert on Fridays up until five weeks and I cut all that out. So from twelve to five, what's that? What's the math on that? How many weeks is that? Seven right. weeks. Seven, seven weeks of seven Friday. weeks and you have a cheat meal what day? Friday nights. Well uh what would be a typical cheat meal? I'll have uh you know, two slices of pizza and a meatball parm. I'll yeah. have uh right. Nice. Any, any, any booze? Any beer? Anything like that? Nah, it's just, my, you know, there's so much shit <laughs> going on in my body, I don't want to confuse it with alcohol, you know. And, and don't I, you, I, I don't drink you, it during the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell me a bit. Uh, don't you find that when you're clean, that when you do take in those nasty calories, you kind of pass them really quick? Oh, yeah, that that there's no, no question that cheat meal helps me. No yeah. question. It, it doesn't do damage. You wake Sanity up too. look like God when you wake up the next morning. Um, <laughs> you know, and then by Tuesday or whatever, I'm back to being really depleted again, probably. Monday or Tuesday, probably back. You know, I'm pretty sure that's... Rich always wants me right on the edge of ketosis. I would say I'm probably... Do, do, do you do ketosis? Do you do the sticks? Do you do the... I haven't in a while, but I yes, I did for a long time, Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that I'm and and you don't you don't break other than the one cheap meal a week uh, for six and five eighths yeah. of the week. You are dead on accurate. You oh, yeah. You, you don't bobble. No. So, I, well, I mean, so that's, that's, the whole, that, that's the whole goddamn game. How much weight when you start off 12 weeks out? What typically are you weighing in the 230s? Anywhere from. 235, say, 235. Let's say 235. What once you get into the swing of it, by the time you get to week five, where do you where do you want to be at body weight? You started at 235. You're five weeks out. Where would you like to be? Between I'm between probably 215 and 218, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And All then right, and, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, and then I switch to fish. So at five weeks out, I switch to my first meal is two burgers. And then the next three meals are one or two fillets of cod with spinach. How much cod? Just the fillets that that I get. They're so like, like three or three to five ounces. They're twenty-two grams of protein, I think, a piece. That's small. A chicken breast is, I think, thirty. Yeah, so I'll eat if I eat two of those, I'm getting around forty, and uh, it's like air. You know, you're yeah, just like air. air. Um, how many meals? Uh, at, like, sorry, how many uh, meals a day at that point? Four. I would say four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times, I never go over four, I wouldn't think, but there are times when I skip the last meal. Now, how much how much MCT at this point? Talk to us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, body, you're, you're, you're fat, basically, you're fat-free, right, at this point? Yeah. Sat, or, you know, I should say long-chain triglycerides, saturated fat-free. However, he's going to add back some MCTs. MCTs, I would say two or three tablespoons as I get to the fifth week mark. Um, uh, a tablespoon of MCT is, is 120 calories. Uh, it's calorically dense. It's 
it uh, nine, you know, it's got the density of fat, nine calories per gram, as opposed to carb or or, or protein, which is four calories per gram. So it's got a huge amount of caloric density, but it's processed in such a way that it's preferentially burned. Right. Right. When you when you ingest MCT, it goes to the head of the oxidation line. No matter what's in the body, the MCT gets preferentially burned. So I won't say it's impossible for those calories to end up as body fat, but, uh, you know, that's is a, a high chance that it's not going to, you know, it's going to give you these, this calorie. Did you, did you realize, do you think you realized any energy boost from it? Uh, cognitively, it helped yeah. me. Okay. I, I don't, I think I just get so depleted that I don't know if anything could really help me with energy besides like some really good meth. How many, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, which I've considered. But. How many calories? Yeah, well, you know, you wouldn't be the first uh, yeah. professional bodybuilder that's. I put the MCT in my coffee in the morning. Okay. And then on each meal, I, you know, after I prepare it, I just put the flash on it, put it on it, you know, and you don't even taste it. I, you know, no problem. How many, how many calories a day do you think you're taking in per day in the last five weeks? I got as low as 892. Oh, now that includes the MCTs? No, not including. Oh, no, altogether, how much? Yeah. I don't know, whatever the MCT is, you know more about the, how much they. Uh, how many tablespoons? I would say two to three at each meal. So four. Okay, well, that's not much. Three would be 360. Yeah, but you got what were you taking? Wait a minute. What were you taking? Eight. How much? Yeah, eight, around nine? eight a day. Around eight tablespoons a day. No, but, oh, eight tablespoons. Oh, right. That's, that's yeah. significant. That's a thousand calories right there. How, and how much food calories? 892 was my lowest. It's between that oh, and like a. Well, you were taking in almost 2,000 calories. Yeah, so you know that is supposed. You know, you should get some energy from it. The problem is, it's so much cardio. You know, I'm, it probably burns that stuff up so fast, and it, it, you know, you're just not. You don't have a surplus of anything. You know. Did you get to the point where your body fat was so low that the bottoms of your feet? Hurt? No, I'm, I would love to be like that. What Dorian said, yeah. That, no, that's what Rich Salk told me. Oh, Rich told you that. Back, back when Rich was back in his peak, we would hang out at Chalet's together, and he goes, "Yeah, Marty, I'm not feeling so good right now. I got a show coming up in a week and a half." He said, "Now when I walk across concrete, it hurts the bottoms of my feet." That's when you know you're ripped, man. Because I don't have any padding on the bottom yeah. of my feet anymore. What's yeah. really cool is that when you get around that fifth week mark, you start to really see a lot of changes. Um, you start to see some things in your abs or this and that. You know, every every day you look a little different. Or another row of abs. Yeah, and I try not to look at myself too much. It'll make you crazy. Um, but I do a lot of mental things. I do a lot of distraction things. Um, like I'll say, I'm not even doing a bodybuilding show. I'm just you know, <laughs> dieting and getting in shape. For the beach. Are you losing a lot of strength at that point? Hell yeah! Yeah, you don't have strength to do anything. So, so the thirties, so the the thirty pound dumbbells go to like fifteens, twenties. No, I'm not going to do that. that. My hands are hard for that one, but um, no, I can stay with the thirties. You know, thirty, thirty-five. But you, you just, you know, like you don't have sustained strength. So, for instance. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to do 11 sets with 225 on the bent of a row. It'd probably be a couple sets, and I'd have to drop the weight back down a little bit. But now, you know, you're 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 also very mentally focused. Where um, 
that helps you stay pretty strong, meaning it's all you're doing. It's all you're thinking about. This is very important. You're, you're locked in so much that, you know, it's sort of... The weights, the weights at that point become secondary because it's all about how you look. Yeah, sure. the, the weights are just another tool to help you look better. Like the cardio is just another tool to help you look better. Like the nutrition is another tool to help you look better. Yeah. Because that's all that matters. It's subjective. It's subjective judging of a panel of judges. And it doesn't matter whether or not you can squat 600 or deadlift 700. No one cares. Yeah. The weakness thing, JP, is more when you're not doing your lifting or your cardio. You feel really, you feel like you got the flu all the time without the fever. Yeah. Um, so when you feel like that, you don't feel like doing anything. I remember sitting in my office at Penn when I worked there, and I there's like four steps that go down into the weight room, and I, and I have to go down there to, to go to the bathroom or something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to wait because it's four freak. I don't feel like walking down those steps. Then I got to climb back up those steps. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so Jim, talk about the psychological point. Okay, so you've reached five weeks out. Psychologically, I mean, you're just drained all the time. I mean, how is, you know, it, it, I, I would imagine some people quit at that point and go, my God, I still got five weeks. I'm starving to death. I feel weak. I mean, how, no, how not do you do it? Not if, not if you're competing at NPC. Yeah, you got dialed in by that. These guys have all been weeded out by then, baby. This is not. You're going up against hardcore dudes. So, so mentally, it's getting harder and harder, or or are you getting your groove, and it's actually becoming a little bit easier mentally? As far as it doesn't take any, it doesn't take me any motivation to work out. I'm gonna. I like. I like doing it so much. No matter how I feel, I'm going. I'm going to the gym. You know, it does. It's. It's. And plus. If you, I, if you do it right, it's a mental break for you because yeah. it, it cuts that or that continual thinking about shit. And you know what else it does? It gives me an excuse not to do a lot of bullshit. Like, I ain't yeah. cutting the freaking lawn when I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about you know, that. You know, that laundry basket? Nah. I'm, I'll, uh, that's not happening. Uh, I'm not carrying that down the steps. But... Do you, uh, do you find it easier since you've been... Uh, I'm holding my fingers in the air and doing air quote, quotes, retired... Oh man, I couldn't believe that I'd worked when I dieted like this before. I know. I don't know how I did that. I, you know, I, know. I, I, just I, I it. mean, I mean, maybe you're going to be shot from fucking cannons here. Excuse my French, but I mean, I was so you know because I get so irritable, man. I mean, like I snap at my kids like, oh uh, no shit. Yeah, um, and they know. My, uh, their mommy will be like, you know, daddy's dieting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, I had to ride with you to Virginia Beach. <laughs> so yeah the my pay you know what it, it's my patience it gets really thin but anyway the mental stuff is is key like when i ride a bike man i got you know because i'm not now remember i'm not doing intervals I'm, I'm sweating and i'm working hard but um i'm just trying to burn some fat and so i got the computer in front of me i got my headphones in listening to thrash metal or stuff to distract you yeah so i'm distracted I'm now. Be distracted from the horror of writing this stupid device but i use a lot of different stuff and like I'm, the mental things you were saying jp like i i read a lot of books about prisoners of war and um the one that affected me most was this book uh tears in the darkness it was about the Bataan death march okay. and i always i mean I it so head, well. if, if i can if those guys can march 68 miles with no water no food oh you can't make it for three more weeks you know what i mean um 
you know, and they're eating rice with weevils in it and all, you know, just crazy may, kind of stuff. May I tell you a quick aside about that? Yeah. Their commanding officer was General Stilwell. Okay. Okay. When they were finally liberated in 1945, they had a, they had a banquet for those guys. <clears throat> Stilwell fainted when he saw milk. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... That that was brutal, man. Those, those prisoners. So I use a lot of that. Vietnam POWs. Um, you know, there's one story I read all, always where the guy was in. They're all seated with their hands behind, tied behind them, and they're in a cage, and their feet are tied, and, and their feet are in those uh, like handcuffs for the for the legs, irons. Yeah, and the irons rats, are. the rats are chewing on their toes. The rats are crawling all over. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking. Oh, you can't ride a bike in the air conditioning? You know what I mean? So you're so. purposely reading stories like that to toughen yeah. you up mentally. Yeah. And, and it's distracting. Look, and it's not a lot of bodybuilding stuff during that time. Like, I don't want to watch a lot of videos about I'm engulfed in it anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just keep hey. watching it and watching it. And, you know, Jim, uh, Jim, Jimmy, what did our... Um, what did our NFL boy tell us the story about? He said, you know, I'm sitting out here in the Florida heat, and all I think to myself is. Oh, it's just heat. It's just yeah. hot, or it's just cold, either one. Because he's from, because he's thinking about. Our tier one our, guys. Yeah, our tier one guys, right? He's saying, I can, I can handle this. Yeah. This is horrible. This is yeah. so horrible. But he said, eh, you know, just got to change your mindset. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I do the same thing with. With training, when I start, when the weights start to burn, when it makes my muscles burn, I'm like, good. I say good. Because <laughs> now I know I growth zones, man. That's how I grow. So I, and I wrote that article about it. You flip that over in your head that that means good, that means pleasure. Um, and then, Jim, what we do is we stand aside from ourselves and go, all right, let's see how many you can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And be in that pain zone like that. Yeah. 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 So so the day the show comes and is it a it must be a huge relief. You're like, "Oh my god, I'm just about done here." Yeah. Not, well, not, right. not really, right? Cuz you got to go to the damn Where was it held? And how far from you was it held? It was at BWI Airport, the Hilton right there. But I mean, you got to travel, you got to go to yeah. a hotel. What a pain in the ass. Flying's a pain in the ass. Oh you've got to bring some of your food with you. You're not sure what the stores are going to be, you know, all this stuff. Because uh, Rich has me, the last week is so written out with my sodium, with my distilled water. So, you know, we load it. Talk, load to, us, talk to us about that. I mean, I mean, you know, so now, for, so from week five to week one, you just, what does he do? Does he cut back in your calories? Does yeah, he I'll, I'll calories up? I mean, what does he do? I'll send him pictures and he'll you know, he'll either say oh looking good to stay with the plan or you know you got to drop this or drop that um but usually it's drop what drop what you ain't doing anything now what, what well you what he did was remember last time it was uh, tuna fish so he would say you know um you know switch from the cod which has 121 calories to the tuna that has 70 or something no. that usually doesn't happen um, cause I, I, I usually suffer enough that I don't need to do that. But that last week is when, you know, we load up on the, on the, I'm loading up sodium the whole time, but then but you've been off sodium for nine weeks, uh, no, 11 weeks. No, so you salt freely until that last week. Okay. Then you get off it purposely, right? 
Right. But if you do it too soon, your body goes, whoa, I'm holding water. I want to hold water because I don't know what's going on, you know, because you're drinking distilled water and I'm boiling my chicken. So Rich switches me to chicken, boiled sweet potatoes. Mm. It's all boiled in distilled water. Mm. And then you start off with like two gallons of distilled water. Then you go the next day to one. Then two, two gallons? Yeah. And then by the time you're at the show, you know, there's no, there's no water um, the day of the show. You know, he says if you have to chew an ice cube or whatever, uh, but I don't even do that. I don't give a shit. I figure if they can do the Batan Death March, I can start not have water for a few how hours. Did you, how did you feel? Oh, you feel awful. Oh, you feel awful. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that. How do you define, how do you define awful? Is that like low energy, stupid? Like, I feel like you got the flu, man. Okay. Everybody like sucks. Everybody's weak. Everybody's soft. I hate everybody. I drive by Burger King and I want to firebomb it because of the gas. <laughs> Coming, um, off, coming off heroin <laughs> in 1971. You know, right? Is that what that is? That's that, that feeling? Yeah. Um, I have no no patience for anybody. Um, I just put my hat way over my eyes when I lift and stuff so nobody will talk to me. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, now, so now you gotta you got to do the, uh, the fake tan, the spray painting, and all that. I mean, are you okay with that stuff? I mean. No, I don't like any of it, but it's just part of it. So. The last, the only thing that stresses me out about, so growing up and always having a game to get ready for. Right. That's the athletic part of it. Well, like that. the athletic part of it in bodybuilding is the training. So you're done. And so the competition is, is sort of weird because it's not like you, there's no ball, there's no scoreboard. You know what I mean? It's just weird. And it's up to these guys, whether they think you're good or not to, to judge it. So a lot of that stuff's out of your control. But the one thing that stresses me out is the tanning because um, it's so poorly run, you know, I'll make an, you know, I'm so efficient. I'm like three weeks ahead of time. I make my appointment for the tanning. It's usually in the same place where you do the, uh, where you do the show. Now um, we're not talking about sunbed tanning. We're talking about this, this is what happens. Tanning, this, right. This is crazy. And so the first, the first show I did, not the high school show, but the woman in 2012, it was in conjunction with the masters Olympia. So everybody was there. Dorian was, I talked to Dorian and all that um, and that, that tanning was pretty professional because it had to be, it's the pros. The next show I did was, it was in a little hotel room that give you like half a spray and you look like crap or, you know, it's just, so I've, I had that experience a couple of times, but this time it was really, really good. Made the appointment. Um, all the girls that were doing it were, um, competitive bodybuilders. So they get it. They know. Um, so they, you know, that you, when I did Charlotte, it took two hours to get through the tanning. At Baltimore, it took 15 minutes. You know, they were so good. Then the next day, they, you come at five in the morning, you do another coat. They meet you backstage and do all this other stuff. They put the shine on you. Um, so it, that, that was oh, that man, was really it's like, well a, it's like a custom car show. Dude, you're buck ass naked too. So the oh. so the first time I did it, they go, there's a bag of socks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no kidding, what's the socks for? And welcome and, to bodybuilding. And there was a guy from Russia who didn't speak English, had an interpreter. And the interpreter was like, he very shy. <laughs> He's very shy. He needs a sock. So they got the bag out. He put the sock on. And she goes, you want a sock? I said, look, I'm already been standing here for 10 minutes naked. No, I don't want a sock. <laughs> funny. The last girl, I said, do you guys have socks or whatever? I was just curious. Like, 
no, we don't have socks, and I've seen them all. Don't worry about it. Let's go. <laughs> wow. It's no big deal. No big so, deal. So, so, Jim, do you have to natural tan anymore? You just go in and get it sprayed yeah, on. I did for the first show, and then I realized, no, you don't need to. because It's a waste wow. of time, energy, and yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. Those guys used to, man, they used to live in tanning beds. Oh, yeah. 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 So, no, yeah, you just do that. And, uh, you know, I'm carving up at that point, but, you know, you would think that would be a fun part because I, I switched to a lot of simple sugars as we, you know, like the night before the show. Like what? I mean, Twizzlers. I mean, gummy bears. Oh. oh. However, you're not allowed to drink. So it's not really that much fun. Uh, why not? It's not really that much fun. Um, does alcohol flatten you out? Does what? Alcohol flatten no. you out. No. In fact, I drank vodka before I went on prejudging the show before this one, but this time the promoter was real like nobody can have alcohol around mm. so i was like that's no big deal but um no it brings out your vascularity a little vodka a little vodka brings out your vascularity and well, reason- that that is fantastic that's like chalet telling us that beer was good for recovery there you go then everybody starts drinking a case yeah. <laughs> you know? um but i was backstage and this bikini girl was back there a few shows ago and she's like would you like some vodka and i was like I mean, are we just having a drink here or whatever? So she goes, no, it really brings out your vascularity. And then I started reading how Kevin Lavroni would do that and Coleman and Flex yeah. Wheeler. Yeah. That's a good myth to follow. Continue. Yeah. How did it go? So do, did you have to create a posing routine? No, I don't I do not do a routine. I just have been looking at myself in the mirror for so long and doing the poses that I just – I do the same routine I did when I was in eighth grade, looking in the mirror. Sure. How long are you? Uh, is it what a minute? How long are you? You only get to seventy seconds. And, and How, seventy. So not, what I do is not sixty, not eighty. Yeah. Seventy. Seventy, and it cuts off. <laughs> so you have to make the so last. Why seventy? That's crazy. I post to a Godsmack, and uh, I'm usually the only one who does any metal or, or rock. It's usually the slow guys doing splits and all this. I mean, they don't even. And honestly. They don't, then the pros that may matter in this, it doesn't. It really doesn't. You, it's the comparisons that matter. So they bring you out. Or how about this? Do you have any muscle or not? That's that's what they care about. And and you know the the last two shows, the reason why I won is because of my legs and my back. And um, so it's not if I hit the you know Zane three quarter back pose. It's it's whether you're muscular enough or or uh, you know built up enough. Um, but you're only out there stage time total like six seven minutes total that's i mean it's nothing no do they uh you did pre-judging you do a pre-judging that takes no time did at you, all did you get uh you, you obviously as the winner of your class you got a lot of call outs no it's usually it's that's in i think that's more pros or national usually this disparity between there's probably like two or three good guys so they can just focus on those and they'll say okay number 20 move next to number 22 We'll do a couple poses, and then that's it. Boom. Um, and there's oh. 160 competitors yeah. in all the classes, so they're moving that thing pretty fast, which I'm glad. I want it to be over, you know. Uh, was it uh, – uh, did you find the vibe different being a bodybuilding competitor compared to a powerlifting competitor? Yeah. It, it, it takes a lot to get used to the – I guess the look at me, look at me, narcissistic, 
way, you know, the way people dress, the way people talk, the way I wasn't used to any of that stuff. Because if you talk about yourself when you're getting ready to play football, um, you know, so much, you're going to get knocked on your ass, man. You know, you, you're not going to talk too much. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Yeah. It's just, it's just different. It's, uh, I just ignore everything, you know, and, and I I honestly think I never say I'm a bodybuilder. So Mm -hmm. I I never think that I'm like that. You know what I mean? Um, For us, for you, for Yates, uh, for Coleman, it wasn't about the competition. It was about the training. Yeah. The competition was like a necessary, for those guys, it was a moneymaker. Uh, for you, it's sort of like a report card. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, for you know, but again, uh, duh, you won. Yeah. So, you know, and then, uh, so you do the prejudging, and then in between the prejudging, I usually have, still not, I usually have a Coke, a real Coke. Um, there's some sodium in there and some sugar. And then I have a dry baked potato and a steak. Um, and then, yeah, with no, no liquid. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. And then. I had, I had, a, I had a, a fairly famous IFBB pro tell me that his carb up was between prejudging in the show. Every hour on the hour was like, uh, six ounces of protein and some sort of dry starch. Yeah. And between the prejudging and the show, he gained 13 pounds. <laughs> wow. Don't you have to be kind of careful with that? With and no food? liquid. No liquid. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to be careful because, like we were talking about before, it's a spillover. Well, and you uh, make yourself, won't you make yourself sick too because you've depleted yourself down so much? Yeah, but it's not, a, they don't care about that. Yeah. It's not about being sick. It's how you look. If you're sick and you win, they don't care. I saw, I used to, you know, back in the day when I was, uh, you know, you know, big dog with muscle and fitness, uh, routinely I'd sit in the front row at the Arnold and the Olympia, and I'd go backstage. And, man, you'd walk backstage, and these guys are leaning on shit, and they're laying in chairs, and they're getting oxygen. and <laughs> Yeah, and, you know. And, yeah. and there, and, and I saw Lee Priest, and he was like, and he looked. I looked at him. I said, I said, son, those are the greatest forms I've ever seen in my life. And he looked at me, and he goes, thanks, yeah. thanks, mate. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, these guys are exhausted because they're they're depleted. But then they got to go out and they pose so hard. I mean, it it burns out your glycogen, whatever you have, right, Jim? I mean, you kind of cramp up. Dude, and you don't care. So me and this other guy were talking backstage, um, and there's a bikini competitors half naked standing right next to you. And these girls are all very, very good looking. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we started both laughed. And I was like, you know, what's funny is I could care less. Yeah, I know. I you don't have any libido. No, no. We couldn't do anything about it anyway. It's just it like, doesn't matter. You no. know? Do you have to? Do you have to really watch your potassium levels though, so you don't cramp up? That's that's an interesting uh, detail I didn't think about. I think if if you're taking a diuretic, you do. So you got to make sure it's a potassium sparing diuretic. If you're taking Lasix or something, I think you're asking for trouble. Um, Oh no, you are asking. You're asking. And then people take too much potassium, and their heart stops. Yep. So you got to be careful with it. Or you cramp up so bad that when you do a double bicep, as one well-known pro did at the yeah. Arnold Classic, and he froze up and fell over backwards like a felled redwood going, That's and it's like, 
I've fallen and I can't get up. And they had to rush out the paramedics and they had to jab him in the heart with some something to revive him because yeah. he had taken so much diuretic that he cramped up, but he couldn't relax. Yeah. So that's a, that's a major, wow. major, major thing. It's not a good feeling. Well, uh, again, if uh, that's uh, that's why they started the IFBB started testing for diuretics mm-hmm. after Momo died back in yeah. the day. When was that? Uh, was that the? That was the eighties, I think. Well, uh, yeah. Europe, I think. Albert Beckles almost died. He he went into a seizure in a, at a banquet yeah. after uh, Olympia, and again, it was you know just the uh, you know pulling all the excess fluid out of your system with diuretics yeah just gotta watch it so what's the next move what's your next well, i'm gonna do this next show again right i'm gonna do this next show so i want to get in the show before hunting season because once it <laughs> starts I'm, I'm, what is the show what is it it's at you know where it is it's at laurel high school in maryland it's uh oh. something like mid-atlantic cup or something like that oh okay so it's not like and, and a major NPC show. It's just like no, it's a, a national qualifier. It's a national oh, you'd be able to like stay at your folks' house. Yeah, that's what. I'm, that's that's oh, right. Like, stay for the money. Perfect. That's right. Laurel. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. All right. Hey, so what's what's the goal? Now uh, you competed right. at this one at two hundred three. How did you feel about yourself compared to you know previous recent competitions? Yeah, I thought my legs were were better, but I thought my upper body didn't come in like I wanted it to. That's why I'm going to do this next show. Well, uh, and what's the what, what would you like to step on stage when? Mm, I, I don't, I don't really. Wherever, wherever I look, the most defined. So if I'm, if it to, if it takes to be under two hundred to do, you know, it's funny with the body because you'll get into like the sixth week and all of a sudden you've gained three pounds or you, you know, and you don't, you don't understand it. Then the next day you're you're down again, and you know, so the weight can end up driving you a little nuts. You just got to really look, go by the mirror. Um, I could tell there's certain parts of my body, like the side of my chest gets real soft. And when that, that starts to come in and when my Christmas tree comes in, in my low back, that's when I know that I'm where I need to be. So, uh, uh, put differently, you really don't, I mean, you're, uh, you're okay with your current, uh, amount of lean muscle mass. Now it's just a matter of, uh, let's, let's get the, all the fat stripped off of the machine. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to figure out how much cardio you need to do to get there. And if you do too much, are you burning it up, the mu- burning up the muscle? You know, I'm always going over all that kind of stuff in my head. Like, what's the, there's a fine line, like we said before, too much, too little, just right. And, and again, there's always at least three, maybe four variables, uh, resistance training, cardio, mm-hmm. nutrition. I would add supplementation. You know what's interesting? Yes, you're right about that. I stay on my fish oil. Um, in fact, I bump it up a little bit. Um, tons of vitamin D. Are you doing any? Uh, you're also uh, you're still doing the monster protein shake, right? I do. I cut that out of five weeks, though. So usually it's fifty to seventy-five grams of a shake at night. Um, it's not, why, not why, why at night? Why at night? That's when my, my sweet tooth really kicks in. And so I take the protein shake and I make just put a little water in it. It's like cookies and cream yep. and uh, make it like a pudding. So it's like I'm having a treat. You doing casein? You know? Casein No, it's whey. It's, uh, oh, it's whey. Okay. 
acclimatized way, you know. Pur- purposefully? I mean, you want to avoid casein or just... No, I think before bed, they say casein's better, but I like the way the whey tastes. And I think the research is a little sketchy anyway, so it probably just matters that you're getting that in. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and again, that's a um, uh, double. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a du- uh, double portion shake. <clears throat> Normally, yeah. a protein shake is going to come in at 30 to 35 grams, so you're getting yeah. seven. So it's just a double, big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, what a great way to get it in, right? I mean, how much food would you have to eat to intake 70 grams of protein? Yeah, it's like four chicken breasts. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah, and you look forward to it because you don't have to eat. You yeah, I even put a little blend in that, too. I, put little, <laughs> I make that sweet. Put a little You're blend. wild, baby. You're out of control. Oh, yeah. Going crazy. <laughs> so, well, so, you know, the funny thing is, is when you're so in tune with your body, it's like three weeks out. If I eat like a handful of peanuts, I could, I'd be able to see it the next day. I, you know, you're just like yeah. everything you put in has to be just right. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that don't have to go through all of it, I think. I think, you know, we've all played football or baseball or whatever with guys that are so natural yeah. that, you know, the guy who can bench press 405 and not lift for six weeks. Yeah, but they, they make it to a certain level. Exactly. But they don't get to the to the tip-top level. I tell, you, I tell you who's an example of that was Ronnie Coleman. Now, here's a guy, you know, that that Coleman was a linebacker at Grambling. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is a real athlete. This isn't, yeah. you know, most high-level bodybuilders, with few exceptions, do not have athletic backgrounds. Right. Okay. Coleman did. So here's a guy who went to the top of the heap as a natural bodybuilder. Right. I mean, he was... Everything that was natural, he was winning. And then he went through that metamorphosis and he became a pro and he started hanging out with Lavroni and Flex and, you know, Kevin and and, uh, Sean and those guys. And, you know, he got hip to what was going on and he just went, boom. Yeah. Right. But, you know, this is an athlete. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that that's where you have an advantage. There's a there's a certain quality of muscle. There's a, a delineation that if you get the fat stripped off, it's like a quality that is not there in, in people that don't have deep athletic backgrounds. And again, you have back and legs, which is the hardest thing to obtain in bodybuilding. Yeah, and that was always my favorite body parts to work. So well, no shit. That's why they're they're paramount. That's why at age fifty, you're you know they're at the top of the heap. Yeah, you're giving those guys fits. Uh, how are the arms as compared to the competitors? Are you up there? Yeah, they're up there. They my arms used to be my weakest point until I stopped doing you know 175 pound barbell cheek curls. Yeah, um, yeah. and slowed everything down. You know what? They helped your front delts. Yeah, that's right. I got some out. I got some good tendonitis out of that. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, no, they were really little, and I used to be like, "What the freak?" And you know, but honestly, when I was powerlifting, I did a couple sorts of hammer curls, and that was it. Um, you know, but so, you know, the ones I started doing more sets and really dropping the weight and really squeezing it, they grew and, uh, uh, no, I'm up there. They're, they're pretty, they're okay. They're not, they're not disproportionate compared to No, that. no, no. Well, that's, you know, that's everything in the game. I mean, that's they, it. it's got to flow. Well, they must look pretty good. I mean, you just won that show, so he must be tightened up pretty good. He's gonna he's gonna get in some Mega Mass four thousand and bring those eighteen inch guns up to twenty one by showtime. 
Mega Man. <laughs> in eight weeks? <laughs> yeah, or less. It's all, it, it could be 14 as long as it looks really good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we don't care about ripped 14-inch arms, Jimmy. <laughs> well, this was, is good. This is good, well, Jim. The other day about how when I was in college, all the girls liked the skinny guys with abs. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> but you yeah, weighed 285. The yeah, swimmer's bodies. <laughs> it's 130 pounds. And you had a one pack. <laughs> and a shaved head. Why don't they love me? Yeah, why wouldn't they like me? <laughs> Chasing them around the campus. Like Quasimodo. <laughs> I play nose guard. All right, listen. So yeah. This is going all sorts of different directions now. We better quit. Uh, good luck in your show coming up uh, in eight weeks. You said right. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. He's so. gonna be. He's gonna be goddamn grumpy between now and then. Well, funny thing is, we're going. We're gonna go to the beach, and I'm gonna be dieting at the beach. I've never done that before. So. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be great. There won't be any boardwalk fries or. Uh, <laughs> Why does yeah. that guy's face look like a tomato? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, the, the the soft serve dipped in the uh, jimmies and stuff. Yeah. Why is father shaking? <laughs> oh, it's funny because my kids, my kids are like, damn, dad, a few Twizzlers and your mood totally changes, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Listen, if you're a fan of bodybuilding, which you probably are if you've listened to this, uh, be be sure to read Jim Steele's recent article, "Competing in a Bodybuilding Show." We did uh, we just posted part one. We got two coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. It's a good read, so check that out at ironcompany.com. Also visit Jim's website, Bass Barbell, and that's b a s b a r b e l l dot com uh, for training, motivation, and programs. Visit ironcompany.com for all your gym equipment and gym flooring needs. Check out our new urethane dumbbells, barbells, and plates with custom laser engraved logos um, and everything else you might need for your gym. Check out Marty's weekly column and podcast, Raw with Marty Gallagher at Iron Company, and learn techniques yep. and, and tactics proven to build the strongest and most muscular athletes on the planet. You can also pick up his books, uh, pur- purposeful Primitive and Strong Medicine at Iron Company. We've got them both on there. And uh, if anybody wants to shoot us, we've been getting a lot of uh, questions. So if anybody wants to shoot over some questions or uh, or show topics or anything, let us know. You guys have some good ideas out there. We can yeah, we'll be those. happy to answer them. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Good one. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.